Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. very important part of the service. The reason why you and I are here, in fact, last week, ESJ was not around and it felt like she has been away for a year. But by the grace of God, our personal pastor, our prophet, our shepherd is in the house. you finished your midterms, so thank him for the midterms as well. And thank him for all the good things that are going on. And thank him for the victory in the things over the things that are not so good. Father, we are grateful. We give you all the praise. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for keeping us as we come before your word tonight. I pray, Lord, that you will speak to us, O oh God. May we never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Wow, take your seat. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor it's Saturday night. I don't know about you, but Saturday night is special. Yeah. Are you there? It's just special. Tell anybody, it's just special. Some relaxed service, Visa. Something, something, just something nice about it. I think you should put your hands together for the choir. I think you should really put your hands together. I mean, I've enjoyed all the ministrations tonight, but I'm saying it because it's quite a difficult song and they've learned it in record time. Hey, 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 hey. Amen. Take your seat. For the next three weeks or so, we're going to be talking about the choir time. So you are also going to learn the song. What is the first thing that I do? Are you there when I wake up in the morning? Ask your neighbor, what's the first thing that you do? And tell the truth. Because most people, it's their phone they reach. It's not any... They check WhatsApp messages. Can you imagine? Some people say Snapchat. What again? What, what? Classes. Uh, classes council, see the classes council there, what again? Mm. Whether somebody has sent you a certain kind of message. Uh-huh. Mm. Look, put your hand on your head and say, I've repented, I've repented, I've repented. From now, it's quiet time that we are doing before we do anything again. Amen. Wow. Do we, this service have we been doing our confession? Mm. That they, do they bring Bible to this? We did it here. Pick up your Bible. You can see from my face that I know most people don't have a proper Bible with them. Look at my face. Lift up, it, lift up the Bible and let's make our confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Next week when you are coming, bring your Bible. 
Are you there? Because this generation are growing up, you don't know how to open a Bible. If I ask you a simple question tonight, does Haggai come before Jeremiah or after? Most of you are clueless. Uh, if I call children from our safe church, they will answer the question. Because you don't have a Bible. Opening a Bible is very different from this point point that you have been doing. Hey, are you there? Anyway, tonight... <laughs> Those who have, they don't know what Bible they have. They don't know whether it is a Thompson chain, whether it's a dick. They don't know the version. They don't know the type. Mercy. We are changing and it has to change. Anyway, before I get into my message, let's acknowledge our online congregation. We're going back online. Amen. So if you happen to have wandered across, this is our Saturday night service, Faith Secret Service. And we'll ask you to join us each and every Saturday. You'll be glad you did. Amen. Amen. And for the rest of this month, in fact, for the next how many weeks? About three weeks or so, we are fasting every Tuesday, every Friday, and every Sunday. So, Faith Secrets, that doesn't have a Sunday service. You fast till what time? You are fasting till 10.30. What's 8 o'clock? No, on Sundays, we, you end your fast with the service, so you end with present service. But on Tuesday and on Friday, it is um, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And we meet to pray. Are you okay? Keep your eyes on the pages because we are going to try to do one or two all nights as well. Yeah. Ask your neighbor, when last did you have an all night? When last? When last? Say, neighbor, the way I'm looking at your face, you need an all night. Eh? You need an all night. You need an all night. When I read some of the texts I get from some of you, I can see that you need an all night. Tell so, neighbor, mommy says you need an all night. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But during this month, one of the things we're trying to do is to bring back the habit of the quiet time. There are some of you who do not have that habit. If you have the habit, you are among the blessed few. The blessed 30% or so of the church. Yes. But our hope is that it's, you see, if you're able to do something consistently for about 30 days, it becomes a habit. And there are good habits and there are bad habits. Amen? And having a quiet time is one of the good ones. Now, when we say something is a habit, it means you do it without thinking. Think about the things you do without thinking. Please try and think about a few good things you do without thinking. <laughs> like brushing your teeth. If you are a proper child, you were trained to brush your teeth when you were small. Whatever brushing the teeth is. When I say whatever it is, whether it's a brush or a stick or a sponge, whatever it is, you were trained to do it. So you will notice that you don't really think about it in the morning. I don't know, I've yet to meet somebody who says, I have a conversation with myself in the morning. Shall we brush or shall we not? I'm not, I've not yet met. Please ask your neighbor, have you met such a person yet? Such a person. Not really. If before you've thought about it, you've taken out the toothbrush. If there's no water cry, you'll find such a you have you get a cup of water, something, and you just brush. Why? It's a habit. It's a habit. And when you haven't done it, if for some reason something interrupts you and you you, you kind of don't really the day doesn't really feel yeah, some, I mean, you, are, you wake up, you, you are going to put food in your mouth. It doesn't even... No, it's like, no, no, I have to brush. Because it's a habit. I, I hope you are following. Because it's a what? It's a habit. But your quiet time. Sometimes you can go one week and say, hey, this week, I have not opened my Bible. Hey, since we left church, I don't even know where I put my Bible. Hey, when last, you know. <laughs> and tell your neighbor, it is over. We have stopped. It has ended. And so I want you to know an acronym, NBNB. NB, capital N, capital B, capital N, capital B. Do you know what it stands for? No Bible, no breakfast. Hey. Hey. 
Look, oh, somebody is answering me that me cry. I don't eat breakfast. Hey, may an angel knock the better for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so I'm hoping that as we go through this um, series, that you're going to just get, get that habit. And it will help you. You know, so that you get to a point where when you start your day and you, are, and you haven't had your quiet time, you're like, no, something isn't right today. Let me just take a pause and do the right thing. Amen. And we need to talk to God. We need him. Hey, the way life is nowadays. Mm, the way life is nowadays. Yeah. Amen. You wake up and you are talking to your roommates, but God has not heard from you. I don't think it's too wise. Hallelujah. So we're going to be talking about the quiet time. I have a book here with me. Uh, let me use this one. Yeah. Understanding the quiet time. The secret of spiritual strength. And you see, many of you don't have much spiritual strength. How do I know? The kind of things that you write. I mean, you are actually considering taking your life over an exam that you didn't pass. The Bible says when you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Hey. Little strength. One broken heart, you have not seen top again. Please tell me, but I didn't mention your name, so just look straight and smile. I didn't mention anything. <laughs> just one broken heart, or you have lost your balance. You see. Hello? Yeah, it's true. It's true. You see, eating all kinds of. When you wake up in the morning, then you plan your breakfast. <laughs> so tonight, I'm going to be sharing with you. Please get up. This book there is not being launched. It's an old book. It's 15 Ghana cities. Find it. You need because I won't be able to go through all the chapters, and you need to be convinced that you're going to do this. So send it around. Send it around, crap send it around. 15 Ghana cities. Paid by Momo right now. 15. There are hands at the back or at the table at the back. Yeah. I mean this one there. Nobody should even have to force you. Jojo, I see hands there. Bethel's hand is up. I mean, those who are selling are a bit slow. Yeah. Yeah, just get it. Get it. Get it. Momo, put up um, um, Reverend Seth's number, please. 0 Four, five, five, four, four, five, three, two. Put it up, please. But whose phone is that? I mean, what alarm is that? What happens at this time of the day? What happens at this time of the day? At ten minutes to eight. What happens? <laughs> I'm sure he was watching something on Netflix. He wanted to continue. quickly sort out the payment somebody I think you should buy for somebody mm. buy for somebody oh seriously I think it's a really good book and it's a good habit amen how many of us will say that we already have the habit and when you wake up you're having your quiet time Lift up your hands, let me see. Only one. Yeah. Two. Three. Four. Five. Can you see? So ask your neighbor, can you not see? Six. You're waiting for me to count you. <laughs> Amen. But you can see that we need it all. We need it. And some of you are on the border. When you get to a certain age, you are now old. When you are old, to get a habit is difficult. Yeah. So when I say on the border, it left small. You leave that age where it is easy to make the thing a habit. So for still neighbor, I think is my last chance. Because if you are around 22, you are, you are late. 22, 23, you are late. So all 18, 19, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds, as for 22 onwards, Charlie, right now, dear, I'm at a force. Some forcing has to enter. Yeah. Most final year students, you should be holding your head by this time. Say, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Yeah. 
yeah but it will work by the grace of god hallelujah tonight i'm going to be speaking to you about shallowness the quiet time your chance to avoid shallowness your chance to avoid shallowness and if you have the book you can go and read it when you get home it's chapter five and please do not read it right now i beg you mark chapter four take us to the story the parable of the sower mark chapter four see i don't let me start calling your name plenty you the people will be laughing sir behold there went out can you take us to the interpretation of it eh? if i'm going to read it it's a lot so jump down a number of of verses when jesus began to explain the parable of the sower if you are familiar with this parable he was talking about somebody who had gone out spreading seed and the various things that happened some of the seed actually didn't even do anything it disappeared some began to grow but as it was growing various things happened so this is the explanation he said these were they by the wayside where the word is so sown but when they have heard satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts and and you cannot you can understand it sometimes you just come to church when you reach the door no you are forgotten satan has stolen it but satan will not get it again you know continue please and these are they likewise which were sown on stony ground who when they have heard the word immediately receive it with gladness they are happy to hear the word but what happens and have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time afterwards when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake immediately they are offended that word offended i mean they fall away are you there so these are others so they are happy the word has come we're happy to receive it you see but they are shallow they don't have any root so when some small sunshine has come that's it are you with me now there are two other categories let's just finish it so that these are they that were sown among thorns such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things enters in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful and these are they which were sown on good ground such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit some 30 fold 60 fold and some 100 fold so as we are here tonight we are representing these different types of soil for some it's like the seed has just been thrown on gravel it doesn't do anything it doesn't even grow and it's gone for others oh they have received it it's growing but as soon as some small sunshine small trouble small exam small midsummer that didn't work as soon as it just hey i've forgotten everything then there's another type of soil says that it is like sowing among thorns you've dropped the seed but it's among thorns that means at a point the thorns are going to grow up and overwhelm the seed and he said those are people who the the, the, the <laughs> he says what the cares of this world many people who work are like that the job the bills and it just chokes everything they knew about god no faith nothing are you there and then there's only one category where it says that these guys when it falls when this when the word for it's good ground so it begins to bear fruit my prayer tonight is that is you are good fruit and so the word will fall on good fruit hallelujah amen and so we're saying that the quiet time tonight i'm sharing with you that it is one of the things that will help you to avoid shallowness it will help you not to be that kind of person where when the word comes oh you receive it you enjoy the word but as soon as there's any difficulty you have even forgotten put that you had a word that was supposed to get you out of that problem am i talking to christians tonight you see and the truth of the matter is that many charismatics are very 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 very, very, very shallow unfortunately unfortunately we come to church and we are very happy to shout and to dance because that's our modus that's our way of 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 worship and everything but as soon as that one is over there's little left and so tonight i want to show you you see nobody can 
Nobody knows what's inside you. We can look outside and get an idea or two, but we will not be accurate. You are the only person who can say whether you are a deep Christian or a shallow Christian. You are the only one who can say it. And it is, you are the only one who can diagnose yourself because these are inner things. Are you with me? And so tonight we're going to be looking at seven symptoms of shallowness. Seven symptoms. You see, when somebody is not well, it's the symptoms they use. Dr. Azumja, is it true or it's not true? Mm-hmm. You, how do you know that malaria is running around in the human being? You, you have not seen the parasite in the blood, but you have seen something that is pointing you to that. Are you with me? So let us look at the symptoms, seven of them. Hey, push your neighbor and say, neighbor, hmm. I wonder, I wonder if I'm inside or not. Symptom number one. Are you ready for it? A lack of knowledge of the scriptures. A lack of knowledge of the scriptures. A lack of knowledge of the scriptures. Hey. Hmm. I mean, you are a, 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 a Christian, but you don't know the scriptures. Hey. Engineers, what is a uh, civil engineer? What is your most important subject? Civil engineer. What's your most important? What? I can't hear you. Structures. Do you have a do you have a textbook for it? Several textbooks. So as you are going along, so imagine that somebody says that he's a civil engineer, and when he comes out, he has never seen the book before. Is it okay? He has never seen never seen any of the books on structures. Can he say that he's a civil engineer? Ah, but we have Christians who know no scripture, but they say they be Christians. Hey. I think it's becoming very serious. You meet a doctor who says that. Hey! <laughs> they have never seen an anatomy textbook before. Never! They said they never, never. Anatomy, that's showing us our, the body, isn't it? They say he has never seen. Can he be a doctor? Hey. It's becoming difficult. Eh, it's becoming difficult. He's using what? He's using Google. May you find such a doctor. You'll know whether you go to such a doctor or not. <laughs> you now you you now you decide whether you like such a doctor or not. Are you in the church or not? Yeah. You see, when you say that you are something, there are some central things that everybody knows that you have been through. Yeah, in the days when science was a proper subject, not what you people have made it. The dissection of a frog was a normal thing. Yeah, it was a standard thing. You couldn't say that you had done science and you had finished your O level and you never dissected a frog. It, 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 was, it was not done. Yeah, it was not done. Mm. Push your neighbor and say, that's why people are some way. Yeah. Hey, mercy, mercy. Nurses who can finish nursing, they cannot give an injection. Oh, it's true. It's, it was a very deliberate thing that was done to the to the curriculum. It didn't used to be like that. Yeah, when people like Lady Rebenhumi and so forth were in their first year, by the end of the first year, they were a one. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah. But it was deliberately done. Some strange human being who said that if they, con- if, they, if they continue to produce the nurses like that, they'll be leaving the country. Instead of just to find why they are leaving the country and correct it, you rather feel that let us make them less forgetting that it's you that they will treat. <laughs> it's the mind though. The African mind, dear. It's, it's a, please, let's not go there tonight. Let's, let's stay on our subject. Tell neighbor, let's, let's stay on our subject. Let's just stay on our subject. Amen. Are you there? But our expectation is that a nurse, a nurse is supposed to be even better than a doctor at administering an, an injection, at finding a vein. Yeah. It's supposed to be better at a doctor doing it, but 
<clears throat> Just like how you are also supposed to do what? Know some scriptures. <laughs> Symptom number two. Are you ready? I don't know why I write in notes. I said, buy the book. You say, hey. The inability to quote scriptures. This one is a different one, though. Knowing the scripture is one thing, quoting the scripture is another thing. Hey. Push your neighbor and say, I'm waiting. I'm Quoting. To quote it is different. John chapter 1 and verse 12. I'm not reading it. Somebody's going to quote it. I'm likely to start from the back. <laughs> Please come, come. Uh, Jojo, pick a, pick a microphone for me and come. Come, 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 come. Have you seen the guys in black over there? They don't even look up when you are preaching. Please take it to them. One of them, they should quote John 1.12 for us. <laughs> Please, if you know that you can't quote John 1.12, better start begging for mercy right now before... You are holding your head. Jojo, leave them. Leave them. Leave them. But have you not seen what I'm saying? And I'm sure we can come from the back and we'll keep coming, we'll keep coming, we'll keep coming, we'll keep coming. Ah, we'll reach the front seat. Hey. Some are looking down. Some are trying to avoid my eye that perchance if I see them, no, I'll say, take it there, take it there. See how he's checking, he's checking there. <laughs> Are you there? You see, but there are scriptures that you should know. Hey, some people should give us this one. Just give us the address. Don't even quote for salvation. Just give us. I want about one, two, three, maybe some four, five scriptures. No, you can't quote. Just give us address. Address. Hey. Hey. Tension. Tension. Yeah. Can you give me one? Don't quote it. Just give me the address. The ad- you understand when I say address? If I say John 1 12, it's an address. Uh-huh. Can you give me one address? You're not sure. Pressure. Why do you want to give her pressure? It's because of your pastor. It's not me. She's the one who's calling your name. Hello. Hi. Hey. Oh, Bethel, no. No. Uh-huh. Smiley can try. No, you don't have to give me the best. I said the address. Just the address for salvation. What? First John four four. You have got little children and have overcome them because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. I've quoted the scripture, but it's not the most likely one for for salvation. No. Wow. Divine glory. What scripture talks about born again? using the word born again. Which chapter in the Bible? Please, if you know that you don't know, don't worry us, so don't carry us from far. Hey. <laughs> what is the first thing when I wake up in the morning? Hey. And what is the last thing <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very serious. Oh. Hey. So, in which scripture did Jesus tell Nicodemus? Ah. 
Chale is very serious. So. Yeah. But it, no, hello, are you here? It's not to disgrace anybody, you, as you can see. I should say most of the church. I mean, if I ask right now, maybe it's these two pastors who will tell me something. Maybe. And I had one or two people who happen to have been enslaved with a proper teacher teaching them scriptures. But the rest, nothing. Hey. I think we're going to have to do something about it. Because mm, it's very serious that John 3 3, you don't know. John chapter 3, verse 3. No, no, but we have, we have school of the word right here in the church. Don't go far. Don't go far. Don't go far at all. There's scripture learning in this church every Sunday. But you won't come. Jeremy, will it work or it won't work? So that I will fire your... It will work. Stand. Stand. Please take off the scripture. I've not asked you to bring any scripture here. Okay, you're going to give me two verses associated with soul winning. If it's not working, just say it's not working and say now, don't worry. It will work. It won't work. Next week. Next week. Next week. You have to wear a revise. I'm sure when they were teaching you, see, you were not. Pass it to another, another, another safe baby here. A safe baby. This one is here. One is here. One is here. One is here. One is right here. Yeah. Mm. I have seen her. Will it work? It will work. Yes. Stand to your feet and help me before my heart breaks. Give me some two salvation scriptures. Two. Romans 8, verse 1. Romans 8, 1. Okay. All right. If you insist. Okay. Go ahead. Romans chapter 3, verse 6. Yeah, I thought you were going to quote it. Uh, okay. For there is therefore now no condemnation. Them who are in Christ Jesus walk not after the flesh, but after the but spirit. But would you quote that for salvation? I wonder. Because you're talking to somebody who's not yet in Christ. So he's still under condemnation, no? John 3, 16. Okay. If you can do 16 if you add 17. Will you add 17? Okay. Then give me 16. John 3, 16. Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world mm-hmm. that he gave his only begotten mm-hmm. son. That whosoever believes in mm-hmm. him shall not perish but have eternal life. Mm-hmm. But God did not send his son into the world into mm-hmm. God sent his son to the world to condemn the world, but mm-hmm. that the world through him might be saved. Amen. Okay. Your safe teacher, thank God. Yeah. You have rescued your safe teacher. Yeah. Next Sunday, next Saturday, dear, we must learn scriptures. It's too serious. It's too serious. Can you see now why you can't stand? Shallowness. Yeah. Hey. If I had said it, you'd have all been giving me perfect answers. Hmm. No, it's very important. It's very important. What is Matthew chapter 4 known for? Matthew 4, Luke 4. What's it known for? I'm not minding this prayer. Okay, fair. Yes, yes, yes. The, the temptation of Jesus. How did Jesus exit from his temptation? Hey, that one too, you don't know. Was it not scripture he was quoting? The point I'm making is that there are some battles you fight in your life. It's only scripture that will get you out. He didn't go back to have a prayer meeting. He didn't go back to, no. And you see, if you are somebody who prays a lot and you don't know scriptures, you are wasting your time. You are really wasting your time. Yeah. No, because they go hand in hand. There are many things, you know, they go hand in hand. And the Bible says that if you pray according to the will of God, and the will of God is in his word. So most things, when you just use his word back, it's sorted. And then there you are, you don't even know that the scripture says anything about it. You'll be standing there shouting, chanting, one hour, two hours, three hours. Meanwhile, all you needed was a scripture. Yeah. You just need a scripture and how to use the scripture. Are you in the church or you have traveled? Hey, you are very quiet, too. Oh, this one is not to reward for anything. It's just to show you something. You need it. You need it. If Jesus didn't have scriptures at that time, that was it for him. Are you there? 
Some of you wake up and you come. Today somebody was telling me, was accusing God that God has, uh, has made his mother very sick. And this and that and the other. And I said, be careful. Be careful. But you will only accuse like that when you don't know scripture. Yeah. Are you in the house? Yeah. You, some of you question God. You only question him because you don't know scripture. And sometimes the, the, the thing that you should stand on is there. Is there, but you haven't used it. You don't know it. Imagine that Jesus did not know the things he was saying. Hey! Just say, by this time, the devil has beaten us and used us. He'll cut up some people, human kelewele. Some people who'd have pounded us, human fufu. Hey! Hmm. Yeah. I've sorted us out, out. Are you seeing it? But you see that it was his knowledge of scripture that he used. I hope you get it. Yeah. yeah. I think it was in this church that I was sharing about a prayer that we were going to pray. A family member, a very close family member got ill. Yeah. It was a scripture. And using the scripture. How do you use the scripture? By using the scripture. Mm. It was a scripture saying that what? You have not chosen me. I have chosen you. That you should go and bring forth fruit. That your fruit shall remain. And whatsoever you ask. Are you seeing it? So the condition is that you are bearing fruit. And if you are bearing fruit, then whatsoever you ask, he will give it to you. Are you getting it? Eh. So, ah, by the grace of God, my family members are all preachers. So everybody has some fruit. Everybody. So that morning, I said, Charlie, this morning, wherever you are, stand on your fruit. They are based on this scripture, on my fruit. This man, please, you have to do something. Or you don't get it. Yeah. Are, are you seeing the scripture? What does the scripture say? That if you bear fruit, whatsoever you ask, everybody, Father, you have fruit. Son, you have fruit. This one too. Everybody, stand on your fruit. But Lord, I'm just bringing this verse to your, your memory. That you have to do something. Because according to your scripture, this. And so we are asking that. Uh, are you there? Yeah. I don't think it was even 24 hours. Oh, wow. And what was needed was found. Yeah. About 24 hours. Wow. About 24 hours. You are there or you are not there. So your situation that you have in Christ, saying, God is not hearing me. He's not minding me. Maybe it's a scripture. But the point is that you don't have your quiet time. You see, you cannot learn the whole Bible in one go. And so that is why the quiet time is important because you are adding daily I was going to ask people what they had for their quiet time today. I realize I'll spoil the atmosphere, so let me not ask. <laughs> but you see, that's how you read it. And I mean, you're just adding. And I remember, ah, I remember reading a scripture about this. Let me go and look for it. Hey, hmm, it's getting more serious. Let's go, number three. Inability to pray for at least one hour a day. One hour a day. Shallowness is caused by a failure to interact with the Lord. Are you seeing it? Hey. Hmm. Wow, 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 wow. Hmm. Hmm. You find out that many, a very few people, I mean, when we come and we come to meet together and we are praying together, there are some people, Charlie, their antics crowd will impress you. Oh. <laughs> But on their own, it's a different story. On their own. God does not hear from them at all. It's only when we come, then Charlie, they are doing... <laughs> are you in the house? If you are praying, what we see here, that's what you should be doing in your house as well. But you cannot... The what? Uh -huh, please, I like that point. You have made it before. Take the microphone and see it. Hallelujah. I mean, by the grace of God, I've, we've been doing all nights for a while. And there are people who Every come. Every Saturday night, they are yeah. here. At least Saturday. Yeah. There are people who come, Charlie, if you see the showmanship, eh, you nah, you'll be intimidated. You wonder whether you are a Christian. But give them two weeks, three weeks. You'll not see them again. <laughs> but rather, the people who come humbly, I want to try trying. They are the ones who rather... You see that yeah. longevity. They are yeah. going. They are still so on it. Yeah. 
Please push your neighbor and say, are you one of those who just comes to impress us? Are you one who just come and impress us? <laughs> the next one. Inability to lead and teach after being a Christian for two years. Just ask your neighbor, how long have you been a Christian for? Put on the screen for me Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12. Ask her, ask her, get an answer. Hebrews 5.12. Eh? Are they answering you? Mm. Ask her, who is she teaching? Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 Who are you teaching? Ask your neighbor, who are you teaching? They didn't say you be dancing, oh. <laughs> they didn't say for when for the time you ought to be dancers. They said for when for the time you ought to be teachers. Hey. Hmm. Amen. You see, those of you who are sitting from behind, from the, the uh, laptop table back, you see, you don't even respond. You don't even interact in the service. Oh. You are just there. That's how come the thing just comes and goes. You are just, you are just there. Just there. <laughs> oh. Hey. Are you in the are you in the church? You wait, I'm I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. According to the Bible, there is a time when you should be teaching somebody. There is a time when you should be talking to your friend. Your friend is saying, say, no, 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 no. Sit down. Open the Bible. Open it here. Look at what it says. Look at what it says. Yeah. Every week we have people giving their lives to Christ. One of our biggest problems is getting enough people to help them to go through the scriptures so that they will learn and come up. Meanwhile, you are there. Hey. David, is it not true that we have a problem? The backlog. Yeah, I mean, because you need, sometimes you need to get somebody one-on-one to sit with them, but you, you will not do quiet time. So because you won't do quiet time, nothing did ahead inside. So you don't know what... <laughs> Says you... Can you find this in the NLT for me so that we can read it in English that we understand? Even though the, the King James is very powerful and frightening, but right now we need understanding. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. That's what this listen. That's what tonight, eh? You should just diagnose yourself. Oh, nobody is coming to diagnose. Just say, hey, I have to move out of this category. That's all. Mm. Hey. Mm. Are you there? Yeah. When you get to a certain place, you've been a Christian long enough. You should be able. You see, that is why it's so serious that you don't know salvation scriptures. Because it means you cannot even really lead somebody to Christ based on scripture. Yeah. And you need to. You need to. You, it's, not, it's not enough to just say, oh, sometimes you just say, let me just share one or two things of what Christ did for me. It's true. But you also meet other people. And you need to know the scripture. And the word has power in it. So when you don't know the word, that's what the person needs to be converted. And then you are just there. Hey! Bless you. You see, you don't have knowledge of the word, but sometimes even where to find the thing, at least if you know where to find it, you can turn to it. But hey, tonight, dear. Tell your neighbor, tonight is tonight. The next one. A lack of interest in Christian books. Ah. And messages. Push your neighbor and say, this one is right down your alley. Right down, right down your alley. You will buy kebab. You will buy sobolo. You will buy shawarma. You will buy everything. But to buy a book about the things of God is like, it's just painful. Hey! Pastors, please walk up and down and see how many have the book here. Walk up and down. Just, just, just walk up and down and take a look. Mm. 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 This whole road, just you and all your friends, nothing. Zero alley. Hey. Hey. Wow. Oh, no, don't sell the books to them. It's not by force. 
It's just to help you, but it's showing you it's your shallowness because mm, if it was a hairpiece for 150, you would have bought it. If it was a, a, a bottle of a perfume, 400 Ghana, you'd have bought it. Hey! Just buy a book. But why are you pointing at Angel? Have you bought the book? Let me see how many choruses have bought it. One, two, three, three. How many more? Four. Pretty good. It's not bad compared to some others. Hey! It's very serious, oh. Hey! You have bought it for who? It's very serious, oh. Hey. Hmm. How's the girl nearest you? The hairdo. How much was it? How much was it? Just how much? <laughs> but can you not see that you are exposed today? The data, data on your phone, data you bought today. Just today. It's very serious, though. Yeah. It's very, very, it's, all, it's a sign of the shallowness. It's a sign of the shallowness. And unfortunately, I mean, we are, we are very, very shallow. Yeah. The highest bias of our father's books that I have encountered. Club Economy Church. They are just like students, just like you. Just like you. Hey. Yeah, just like you. are about to say, oh, we don't have money. It's not true. It's not true. It's what you use it for. They are also students. Mm. Hey. The, the church is very quiet, though. They are not reflecting. Maybe they were reflecting that I bought the book. Yeah. And you're sitting down there, you know, you just say, oh, hey, hey, then we are there. Then so what? Mm. Then so what? This is why I don't even bother. I don't even bring the macaros here. <laughs> oh, I don't. Oh, I don't. I don't even bother. I don't even bother. Hey. The church has become very quiet. Hey, be thinking, how many of you have a macaros? If you know what a macaros is. Mm. There we go. There we go. No, no, no. Don't mention the new one at all. Don't even talk about it. All right. Okay. We are continuing. How many of you listen to any messages? You see, you are now going to have a discussion with me about the messages. (laughs) The next one. An inability to worship God. You see, you think that, oh, I'm just being cool. The truth of the matter is that you are just so unspiritual you cannot sing the songs. It's as simple as that. Yeah, it's as simple as that. So you come late after the worship is over. And when you are dead, the words are even on the board. You won't sing. Eh, but I don't know the words. But when you were an unbeliever, you knew how to sing Celine Dion. You knew how to sing everything. I don't even know. What? what? And you don't understand why you have the problems you have. Because the people who you soak in, hello, the people who you are soaking, you imbibe their demons with it. No, it is true. It is true. It is true. You are listening to all that unbeliever music. The person who is singing, he has issues. Uh, he's what? A sex addict. Exactly. You will imbibe it straight. 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 Oh, media, I like Whitney Houston. She had huge depression issues. You will struggle. You will be in it. Huge depression issues. Hey. Meanwhile, every kind of music, the Christian one is there. You won't go for that one. Uh, be there. Only when you are depressed, don't send me a text. <laughs> because we are here in this church, we put on we are all the different kinds of music. So that you can sing whatever type you like, you will get it. Hey. You wait. This one, we're going to learn it all. Hmm. Ah. 
you will see the words there. The music will be there. Some of you will be standing like statues that we have gone to remove from, from the park. Hmm? Amy, I don't have a voice. You don't have a voice. Indeed, indeed. It doesn't stop you singing your favorite unbeliever song. Yeah. Eh? It is your spirit. It's a sign of the shallowness. That's why you can't take it. And sometimes there's also demons that are there. So you are uncomfortable. No, it's true. Just be honest with yourself. Just be honest with yourself. If you came to church as an unbeliever, just assess it yourself and see what was the feeling like. Me, I was very uncomfortable. And then when they start to pray in tongues, it's like, no, 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 no. Exit, exit, exit. 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 Where's the nearest exit? As soon as I gave my life to Christ, that thing vanished. Yeah. I still remember it. I still remember it. When they start to pray in tongues, it's like, what's that? Yeah. Are you in the house? Tonight, there we are doing surgery. Hey. We are doing surgery on ourselves. So we are, we, are, we are assessing ourselves. Am I a serious Christian or a shallow Christian? You see, because we cannot begin to correct ourselves until we correct. Where are you standing? You must know. If you don't know where you are standing, you don't know whether the medication for it is this or that. Yeah. Are you there? One time I went to South Africa and oh, it's no longer a good place to visit. No, it's true. It no longer is. It's not worth it. They have these huge malls. Really huge. Not the kind we have. Really huge. And I wanted to do my own thing. So my friend dropped me off and we agreed the time we'll meet. I went around. Now, when you are moving, you have in your head your sense of direction. You see, but when I was done, ah, <laughs> so as I moved around it got more and more confusing then I realized that if I'm going to find the gate where we had agreed to meet the first thing I have to establish is where am I where am I if you don't know where you are you will not know where you, you are you, you won't get there you may even know where you are supposed to go but you won't get there so the first thing I had to do was to find a way to find where am I? And I knew that they had maps, but from where I was standing, I couldn't tell where the nearest map was. So I said, okay. One thing I know, the smallest floor in this place is at the top. If I get to the top, I'll be able to see the map from wherever I'm standing. I'll be able to locate it so I go and look. So I took the lift all the way to the top. Then when I got there, I said, huh? That's the map. Oh, so I'm standing. I was standing miles away from where I thought I was. And I know, okay, you are here. So if you are here, the exit you need is here. If you are here tonight, this whole exercise is not to disgrace anybody. I disgrace you to do what? It's not to make anybody. You see, as for guilt, don't even waste your time. Guilt is just, guilt is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do. It doesn't take you anywhere. So that's not the point. The point is an assessment of yourself that, this is my state. We are on point number six, and I have fitted five of them. Ah, trouble. <laughs> exactly. I hope you get it. Oh, yay, four of them are falling inside. Ah, 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 ah. I must deliver myself. That's, that, that is the correct uh, view to have. And the deliverance is in the quiet time we're going to start to have. Amen. It will not change overnight, but if you stay with it, because the idea is that you stay with it, as you stay with it, Charlie, things begin to begin to change. Are you here? I said, are you here? So the inability to worship, you are in church, the words are up there, you've gone to school, you can read, the music is being played, so even if your voice is like a flickazoid cry, we will not hear doesn't matter at all. After all, when they, Pastor David is singing, we don't hear it anyway. I mean, there are so many bad-voiced people here. But for everyone cannot sing, we don't hear it here. No, we, it doesn't matter. You don't hear because in the music, I mean, there are enough good voices to, yes. to cover. Yes. Uh, this is my nice new choir that is growing so fast. Are you sure everybody's voice is nice? Yeah. But it doesn't come out. No, 
no, no, definitely. Every choir is like that. Every choir is like that. True or lie? Every choir. If you, if you are going to start a choir and you insist that every voice should be nice, your choir will be very small. Your choir will be very small. You and two others. <laughs> That's why you see that most choirs have frontliners. Everybody else in there. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> Some people are in it. Some are in it because of their body language. They make the song flow. Some because of the smile, the face, the communication. So there are different, 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 different reasons. Do you think Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, do you think everybody in that large choir? Ah, come on. Oh, some are there. The uniform just looks good on them. <laughs> they add to the number. But for you, but for you, whether your voice is good or not, you are in worship. I think you get the point because you are actually worshiping. Amen. Oh, I said, amen. amen. This kind of silence that you come to church, you come and sit down there like a bread that we have brought to just come and sit. It has to end in the church. It has to just end. Last point. The last sign of shallowness. The inability to fellowship regularly. Some people can come to church January, February, March, November, December. Anyone know? Hey! Some can come to church once before mid-sem, once before main exams. <laughs> hey! Are you here? Take us to 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7, one of my favorite scriptures. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. One of the major signs that you are not a Christian is the inability to fellowship. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, so he is in the light. If you are of him, you are in the light. He says, if that is so, you will have fellowship. Yes. So, are you there? So the inability to fellowship is a sign of darkness. It's a sign of darkness. And you will notice that if you are a serious Christian, and you fall into sin, one of your first responses, I don't want to go to church. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, there's a reluctance. It's one of the first responses because of this scripture. Are you seeing it? The enemy has come to put some darkness on you and all of a sudden, the fellowship that you used to enter so easily, suddenly it has become something to you. So let it be one of the things that tips you off. Are you there? When you find yourself struggling to go to church, ask yourself, what's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? Have I? Have I? Yeah, fallen by the wayside. Have I? Just, just use it to correct yourself. Are you getting it? Yeah. So when you are there, you are not able to fellowship regularly. There are people who can come to church once a month. Yeah. And cry week one in this month, week three in that month. That inability, that thing is a sign that you are a shallow Christian. Because when you are a serious Christian, even when you travel away from your mother church, you are looking for the fellowship of believers. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You must find Christians. I had a friend who was, she was, she was working and the, the UN was sending her to Sudan. She got a project to go and do in Sudan. Sudan is not a very easy place to go to. Yeah. A very, I mean, security issues. Very wild. And she was going to the, I mean, like Christianity was not open. It was a very hidden thing. So I remember before she left, she was not in Ghana. She's in a West African country. She called me and she said, hey, my one problem is as I go on this job, she was going to be there for some months. Hey, am I going to be without fellowship? Because the way it is, I said, my sister, when you get there, I'm sure you'll find some. So some months, some weeks later, she got in touch with me. And she had a very interesting story to tell. She arrived in this place where Christianity cannot be open. It's, a, it's an Islamic place. You cannot openly practice. And when she, 
she didn't say anything to anyone. She just introduced herself and they were working. And one day, she was sitting at her table when a man just came and put a card in front of her. And the card said, welcome. We are fellowshipping at this place at this time. The question is, how did they know? How did they know? If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. They used to have fellowship, not knowing that they had a fellowship deep inside the office, in a room that had no windows. You know, there are many places, no windows. I mean, if you have, oh, some of you cry, there's a room in your house like that. No, you know, when they finish building the house and then they say, we can get another room here. Yeah, so they will AC the thing. And the lights are on. You won't even notice that there are no... Yeah, they said, they said that they had a hall like that. And they used to come. They were all foreigners. And they would come there in fellowship. But the question was, how did they know? She said that when she saw the... the, the yeah, she just looked at the man. Then they smiled at each other and she put the card somewhere. And that, <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, I said Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I will fellowship with you until you are tired. I will fellowship with you. Not in secret in our room. We are coming to church. Hey, please allow me to say it. Oh, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Are you diagnosing yourself? I'm going through it number, again. Number one, a lack of knowledge of scriptures. Number two, inability to quote scriptures. Number three, inability to pray for at least an hour. Number four, inability to lead or teach after being a Christian for two years. Number five, a lack of interest in Christian books and messages. Number six, inability to worship. Number seven, the inability to fellowship. Ask your neighbor, please, how many of this is you? How many is you? Stop facing your neighbor and answer the question. <laughs> I thought you'd be telling your neighbor, I'm changing, I'm changing. Ah, I'm changing. Next week when we come, we're going to use some 10 minutes to learn a few scriptures. Is it a good idea? Yeah. We're going to use some 10 minutes to learn, yes. It's powerful. Where is Pastor Dennis? Have they finished downloading my video for me? It's downloaded. Eh, beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, you just put it on pause. You should get it ready and put it on pause. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. I, I want us for five minutes. I want you to talk to God about your state. Talk to him. Talk to him. If you have found yourself to be shallow, I think you should just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I found out that I'm really shallow. I'm just empty. I thought I was an ambitious Ubuntia, but Lord, forgive me. But Lord, help me by your spirit to change. I'm going to know the scriptures. I'm going to learn the word. I'm going to pray for an hour. Help me, Lord. I'm going to have my quiet time. I'm going to read the books. I'm going to be able to lead others going to be interested in Christian books and messages. I'm going to worship you, Lord. I'm going to fellowship regularly. So help me, Lord. So help me, Lord. Talk to him for a few minutes. 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 Father, just help us tonight. Help us tonight. Father, help us. We confess our shallowness. Confess our shallowness. We've not been able to stand because of this. But thank you that you've caused us to see it. And thank you that we are changing, Lord. Grant us grace to have our quiet time every single day, leaving no day out. Let it become a habit, a deep habit, oh God. A deep habit, something that we do all the time, every day. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for showing us what we need to know. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, 
you may be struggling because you were, you've been in church all your life but you've not given your life to Jesus. You may be struggling because you've come this way but you've not given your life to him. Let's start at that point tonight. And so if you are here, you are not so sure that you are born again. You want to give your life to Jesus as every eye is closed. Just lift up your right hand. Just lift it up and say, I want to pray that prayer. I want to give my life to Jesus. Or if your hand is lifted, I cannot see everyone. Just come to me. We're going to pray together. Just step out and come. Step out and come. Let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. Come to me. Just come. Come to me. Just come to me. We want to pray because the scripture says what you believe in your heart, you must confess it with your mouth to be saved. Alright. Father, thank you for salvation. Thank you that we are saved. I pray, Lord, that from today, we're going to take our quiet time seriously. That, Lord, we'll not start our day without talking to you, without hearing from you as we read our Bible. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.